This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Hey there, welcome to the Blockade Podcast. Yeah, that was me, and uh, joining as always, Jared Morgan from Australia. Uh, hi, I'm here, uh, in the future. <laughs> the future is fine, nothing bad has happened yet. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We, we wouldn't want to, yeah. well, I don't know. Would you really want to be alerted if the bad things were on the forefront? I don't know. Well, That's one of those paradox questions. It is. I'm sort of like the early warning canary. So if you see me go quiet on social media, you know something's wrong. Or that I'm just <laughs> asleep. One of the two. So. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so not really a good early warning, warning canary door is what I'm saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> also, while there might be a tsunami uh, coming your way, it's highly doubtful it's coming our way. So Possibly. Um, yes. Unless it's a real bad one, then we're all screwed. Yes. Yes. Mm. Tell you what, you can be our early warning for uh, if uh, North Korea uh, launches anything at us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you can just look up into the sky and see if there's a missile floating overhead. Although, why they would be firing through the southern hemisphere, I don't know. But <laughs> maybe they're trying to slingshot around Antarctica or something. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's like, Antarctica is like the moon, isn't it? It's got gravitational pull and stuff and things. Right. I've failed at science. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely positive that's that's how that works. Um, that's fake news, man. Fake yeah, news. Yeah. Hey, so I I went and saw Fate of the Furious. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did go see it. And while I will say it's in general uh, entertaining and stuff, it mm-hmm. did do the kind of thing that tweaks me. Oh, really? And really what do they makes do? me... So they have somebody completely take over remotely a whole slew of cars. Okay. Remotely. Remotely and drive them. So basically they're claiming any of these cars that has, you know, computer startup and maybe driver assist can be gone full bore into just remote control driving, you know, autonomously. Oh yeah. And that bugs me to no end because I'm sorry, the majority of cars out there, you can't self-drive them. It, I don't buy it. I don't believe that a car can steer on its own, accelerate it on its own, all through a remote patch. They're not meant that way. Now, if you're talking about a Tesla, yes, absolutely, I would believe that because it can drive autonomously. Um, yeah. You know, but they were... It's one of those they threw out some bit of you know, gobbledygook tech uh, speak of any car that has such and such, oh, uh, you know, we can hack into and drive. But then you're looking at the cars they're driving and you're like, well, that just looks like a whole bunch of normal, you know, I see a lot of Priuses, sure. But uh, I don't think even a Prius you can remote control drive and, you know, take over the steering wheel on and stuff like that. And then on top of that, you're talking about a hundred cars at a time in New York driving down the street and they're able to steer them all. And how are they watching where they're going? Where, where's that video feed coming from autonomously? Yeah, like... satellite feed, apparently. Oh. Which, which is it, and here's, here's the other part. Right. And here's the other part that gets me is, you know, so they do the high tech, you know, computer grid, you know, they've got the, the GPS or whatever, right? And it's showing little tiny version, you know, models of the cars, but they're like rendered oh. models. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If you had to just put a triangle, I would have believed that. But the fact that you like have it going, oh, there's the Dodge Challenger, and oh, there's the you know the this, and there's the that, all in. Mm. I'm like, that haven't, haven't seen that on Google Maps recently. Haven't seen like a right. render of my scooter scooting down the road, guys. And and the <laughs> the thing that drives me bonkers about that is, although right now you can maybe believe it, maybe. Like I said, I'm not, but you, you know, in my younger self, I probably could have gone, oh yeah, okay. Flash forward to six years from now. And you're watching the movie, and you'll just laugh. You'll be like, <laughs> "What a load of crap that was!" You know, yeah. And it, it's, that's the kind of thing that completely dates 
a movie. For instance, yeah. I remember the first time this ever happened to me, and it was quite a few years later, but I watched Star Trek Four. And okay. and the pre Abrams Star Trek. <laughs> yes, this is this is uh uh this is the movie that cemented the idea that only the even number of Star Treks are good. Um this was the one where <laughs> the Enterprise saves the whale. And oh, uh, that. but oh. but anyway, they were using they were using a Mac SE or you know, an old school Macintosh, and they were yeah. I don't know what they were doing, but typing really fast. And all they were doing was this program called hypercards. And the hypercards were just going flip, 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 flip. They weren't programming any of these things in. This is pre-internet. Yeah. It was one of those things where at the time when you watched the movie, you went, oh, okay, because I had no clue about computers. But then a couple of years later, after I had that very Macintosh in my college dorm room, and I'm watching the movie and I'm going, what kind of crap is this? That's complete bull. And none of that works. You just went, stand back. I'm about to code. <laughs> he started flipping those hobby cards. <laughs> like I'm awesome. Look at me, mum, I'm coding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. So anyway, that's it's, it's, it's a cardinal sin with me. It's right up there with uh, security cameras that pan and boom um, or cut. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, those just drive me nuts also. So um, I, I, yeah. I was not pleased with that aspect of the movie. But like I said, the rest of the movie is entertaining. We got two tickets to go to that where we actually kim my wife entered a competition not for us but for my sister-in-law who's a massive massive vin diesel fan and okay. huge fan of the uh, fast franchise so yeah but she's going she turned out she was going to gold class so she won't be using him so i guess we're gonna have to find time to go and use him up i said it's, and, it's, um, it's fun there's no doubt about it and it's big and bombastic and while well, we're seeing on the big screen but um, but make yeah. sure you put your implausibility goggles on before you go in. Because, yeah, uh, it, it, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of that in the movie. Well, you're definitely going to see a lot of that. You're going to now. Part of that goes back to the movie where they had the world's longest runway um, as they were traveling 80 miles an hour with the airplane that was on the runway for I think five minutes of the movie, and basically somebody <laughs> timed it out that it was it had to have been been like an eight mile long runway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's right. a little bit more of that when they do a whole sequence with a uh, Russian nuclear sub and you go boy that submarine's fast um, <laughs> <laughs> do you mean the one where they're coming up underneath the ice I've seen it on the ads yes you've seen it in the ads and... but mm. when your vehicles are going full tilt boogie down ice and, this and the sub is keeping pace <laughs> yeah, yeah so Implausibility um, goggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm I'm almost I'm afraid that the the franchise has probably reached that point, which is they've done so many ridiculous, stupid stunts that now they're just going into the well, what's completely impossible world of stunts, yeah. you know? Hey, uh, because they, they it's going to be bigger and better than the previous one. And my thought yeah. is, well, not. No, because now you're reaching into the make-believe bag, and I don't care for that. Um, yeah. So. I think the thing about Fast, the Fast franchise, was that it was plausible enough that right. you could go, okay, these are practical stunts with vehicles, and right. technically speaking, if you were nuts enough, you could do it. Um, well, and that's the other thing that drives me. I was really... Like, the first two movies relied heavily on CG cars. Yeah, and the third movie they went back to real cars, and then for the most part, and then the fourth movie they really embraced um, and started just doing you know regular carnage with actual vehicles. But again, yeah. going back to the sequence of all the cars driving autonomously, we're back to CG cars, and oh yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't. How do you spot them? How do you spot all the CG car stuff? You can tell by the physics of it driving. It just, it just looks a little bit janky. It just doesn't look right. Um, how it skids, how it, uh, how they skid, how they how they ricochet off another vehicle. Um, nah. Knowing what precision driving is with other precision drivers, and realizing that there's no way that that could possibly it's too clean. You know how they did the maneuvers or whatever. It, there's there's just little telltales like that. That it's um, a little uncanny anyway. valley. The uncanny valley of of uh, AI, not AI, of uh, special effects. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, hey, let's bring this into pinball. It's kind let's of like this. while playing TPA, 
and there's those moments where the ball just goes so blindingly fast or hits an angle that you go, how is that possible? It doesn't happen often, but it happens enough to make sure that you're very much aware you're playing video pinball and not actual pinball. Yeah, you're playing a simulation, not the real thing. Yes. Yeah, true. Um, I have been noticing that. So (laughs) uh, with me playing A-Ball Deluxe at home, I decided I needed to uh, knock off the wizard goals in TPA of A-Ball Deluxe. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that on, on TPA and the physics model has never been more apparent <laughs> for oh, me. Right. Um, here's the, here's the thing that Farsight got right with Able Deluxe. Yes, it is a drain monster. Yeah. Um, the outlanes are truly wicked and, and so is the center drain. I mean, all three of them, they just your ball is going in there a lot and off of janky bounces off the slingshots. If the ball goes anywhere near the top of the slingshot, just you're like, uh Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> danger. Um, on my table, if I've had so many balls go to go into the in lane and basically rim out and go right back into the out lane where, I mean, oh. it looks like it's going to go perfectly into the, and it just hits the metal bounces over hits the rubber and that sends it right back over the top and out of the i mean it happens so much i think the game is really trying to teach me how to nudge because i'm not a nudger mm. and i'm it's not training you have to nudge you, yeah. you can't you can't just sit there content and wait for it to go because it's no it's it's going to go down out the outlane um yeah. whereas on tpa it's a little more forgiving in that aspect if it goes in the inlane it's going to stay in the inlane um yeah I've only had a few times where it's rimmed out, but what doesn't happen on the real table that has been happening on TPA a lot is, man, there are moments when that ball just like somebody kicked in the nitrous and it's like, it blasts all over the place. TPA. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I've had one where it bounced, like I was flipping with my uh, left flipper, flipped too late. So it shoots up the uh, uh, the inlane on the right-hand side, goes all the way up, bounces on the uh, the piece that's right there for the uh, for the eight-ball lane, ricochets up that, up the eight-ball lane, hits the eight-ball target, and then drops back down. And I'm like, uh, no. There's not enough it's force. Physically impossible. It is physically never going impossible. to happen. What usually happens in that instance, when I, when I have had the ball go up the... Uh, you know, from the the flipper and go all the way up the in lane is it goes out the out it roll out. Yeah, <laughs> it goes. It just gets enough momentum to get up that high up the apex and then takes its momentum over just a little bit and and drops yeah. back down with the spin. Um, yeah, and or yeah. in most cases, what would probably happen? It it would probably just rattle around at the top of the um the in lane and then just roll back down again. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. never, it would never act like it had just been flipped all the way up the table, um, like you were describing. Yeah, I have a lot of shots where the ball is kind of just moseying around. Um, yeah, just floaty, floaty, floaty. You know, it's it's taking up sweet time and going, and that's not to say that the game becomes easier that way either. Like I said. Usually in those slow floaty moments, I go, "Uh oh, here comes the drain!" Because <laughs> it's it a moment of dread, isn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, center drain city. Um, yeah, I get so many center drains from the pop bumpers. Oh yeah, um, and it's basically so you got the three pop bumpers. You got the one on the lower, and then two on the upper. Yeah. And it's when it hits the upper right into the, I guess you'd call them slingshots up there. It's kind of a, a half circle of slingshots on the right hand side. Um, that the the ball can bounce between, um, yeah, and that's when you're in trouble because it'll get one final bounce on the pop bumper, hit those, and just kind of loop, loop, and go straight down the straight down the middle. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there they, it it can be think, nasty. Um, I think all those all those things you're calling slingshots up there are just the ones with little um, they've got um, leaf switches on them, don't they? So they yeah, detect yeah, when they, they've been hit. Yes, they're passive passive yeah, slings, passive slings, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, you're right. Those those are interesting too. And I've seen not necessarily in eight ball, but in other games where a ball just gets stuck and slamming up and up against the um one of those rubbers and back onto the 
um, pop bumper. So it just racks up the points. Oh, I don't, yeah, know, I don't work, think it's like actually... for a good five seconds, it's going. Yeah, I love that. That's oh, yeah, like it's a great cool sound when it does that. Fantastic yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. So we'll we'll have to see what happens once I put new rubber and uh, wax the playfield. How it. Yeah, I think that. that is going to be that will be the very interesting thing to see how it behaves after that. Because you've got to remember that in in TPA, it's basically they try and emulate factory fresh. So for yeah. you to do that on your eight ball, you'd need to rebuild all the flippers. You'd need to. I don't need to rebuild the flippers. They're strong. Are they are they good? Like there's no play in them or anything like that. Like no. there's no overling out of the um, linkages or anything like that. No. Okay, that's good. That's fine then. They're basically okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean um, I know what I know what a bad you know, flipper feels like and these are these feel are very fresh and fine. <laughs> oh good. Good, good. That's excellent. That's unusual for a game of that age that doesn't usually get a lot of play. Well, somebody was saying yes. that so these have what are called a uh, inline flippers. Yes. Uh, as opposed to what the Williams games did and then eventually Bali adopted also. Um and I guess there's an issue. Remember when I said my flippers were sticking? Yeah. That was part of an inline issue. So I went and I cleaned all my coils and uh, coil sleeves, and I haven't had that issue since. Mm -hmm. um, so it there is a difference in the feel of the flippers. Um, yeah, they behave differently to a crank. Um, yeah. A crank style like you see on, on the modern Sterns and all those little ones now. Um, or even, you know, like the Belly Williams of that era as well, uh, like a few a few years later past 8-Ball Deluxe where they moved from linear to um, crank and pull style um, flipper assemblies. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, well, I, I did do, I did place an order um, to get... Oh, things. you did? Yeah, so I ordered up uh, rubber, ordered up my new uh, pop bumper caps since... Uh, uh -huh. They're just well. I'm missing one, and the other two are hot glued, gunned down onto the uh, onto the little skirt that's uh, on there. So I ordered three more skirts too, just in case the other two were broken. I'm not sure yeah, if they good are. Idea. Um, ordered up uh, my uh, replay coil, the the knocker coil. Yeah, and then I also found on eBay. So the Nick from I'll give Nick a shout out. So Nick is from Planetary Planet Nine Pinball. Excuse me, Planet Nine Pinball in Vegas. That's where it's based. Oh. Um, and he services the basically Long Beach, uh, L.A. area, Orange County, and uh, Las Vegas. So Nick came out and was basically trying to figure out my sound issue. And mm. was poking around, poking around, poking around. And you know what the end result wound up being, Jared? Yeah. Caps. It was a capacitor. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thought it would be. Which, which I was just <laughs> yeah. like, when he, when he said that, I was like, really? Damn. Now all these people are just going to be like, told you so. Um, yep. <laughs> well, it was yep. The, weird, the weird thing was, was, I mean, he checked the, the voltage on everything, you know, caps and everything, mm. and everything was looking fine. And what was happening was, he would ground to uh, the cabinet and all of a sudden we'd be getting sound. The second oh. he removed the ground, we would lose sound or he would remove that the ground and then power up the power, re, you know, repower up the machine and then we wouldn't have sound again. And so he first thought it was something to do with the grounding. And then he kind of went, well, maybe it's just that he, he identified which chip would be the responsible for it. And he's like, but the chip is good. He goes, maybe it's just not getting enough power to hold, like it, it, to boot up, you might say. Yeah. And so yeah. that's yeah. when to he changed out the, the function, basically. Exactly. So that's when he changed out the capacitor mm -hmm. and boom, instant yeah, working. So he got that's smacked. an interesting path of troubleshooting, though, isn't it? That's an interesting mm -hmm. path of the way he found out that that's how it was. Because, you know, I would have thought if I managed to ground it out and got power and, and actually got the sound, I thought, oh, it's definitely a grounding issue. I've got problems with ground between the boards. Yeah. But no, it was actually just the, the caps. Uh, just Which was funny because power. he was like, he, he had momentarily said, he's like, oh, I'm going to have to take the board with me and re 
reflow some things and, and you really didn't want to do that and so that's when he was like i'll just try this and change out the cap and yep that did it so you view <laughs> job's done that worked um he wound up changing a uh resistor and one more cap uh on my uh the motherboard yeah and then uh he was hoping that he had the correct chip for the lamp driver that because uh, i have those lamps that are, aren't working yeah and he didn't have it, so I ordered one up on eBay from China. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> waiting for that to waiting for that to show up. Uh, and then the other thing that I ordered off of eBay was so the metal bell standoff bells that I was talking about yes. last time, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was on the phone with uh, Pinball Resource, and I asked about the bells, he just pretty much went, "Nope, you're not going to find those anywhere. Nobody's making them. They're not available." Okay. Right. And he's like, you got, you have to salvage them off of something else. So I went, eh, okay, fine. So I went okay. to eBay. I typed in pinball plastics and all of a sudden up popped this uh, one from Bobby or power play. I think it is, or it's a hockey themed uh, Bally from 1980, I think 79 or yep. 80. But I went, Ooh, that's going to have the exact same bells that I need. Sure enough, there was this plastic piece that had eight bells on it. And I did the math for what uh, Marco Specialties was charging because they have the bells listed. They just say out of stock and they were yeah. charging 250 a bell. And I added up what this person was asking on eBay and I went, you know what? I'm getting a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get it. I was like, cause I need for sure. I need two bells. Yeah. I wanted to have extras um, in case just for whatever reason. Uh, but so now I have eight bells. And I just removed them this morning from the piece of plastic and it was super easy. So much easier than I expected. All you awesome. do, it was, it was interesting. All I did, and I got this from uh, somebody on the pin side, was you just hold a lighter underneath the bell for about yep. five seconds. Just enough to melt the plastic. Just enough to basically, you're not even melting the plastic. You're warming up the bell is all you're doing. And then take, yeah. I took a pair, pair of pliers and just kind of jiggle wiggled it out and boop, out it popped. Out it, out it comes. Then you just go so, do the same thing. When you put it back into your plastics. Yep. That's yeah. all, which I'm getting cut this week. Awesome. Uh, so that'll be taken care of. So once I get the, once I get the plastics and, uh, and the rubber, I'm very tempted to change out all of my colored finned posts because they're all faded blue mm. and I want the regular blue, but I'm, I'm kind of debating if I want to do that right now or not. But anyway, I'm going to strip the entire play field depopulate it, wax the heck out of it. Um, Are you going to try that um, that Mylar restoration product that no. you were talking about last week? No, you know what? I'm not. Um, at the most, I may, and I don't even know if I need to, uh, I was going to say I may get some Novus too. I don't even, mm -hmm. I don't own any of the Novus stuff. Um, but they said that that's mainly a cleaner, which yeah. I have a can of naphtha that will also clean. Um, so I'm probably just going to use the naphtha and clean and then throw the, throw the wax down. I've got this stuff. I think I was talking uh, a couple of episodes ago about what I use if I ever do clean pinballs. And that is just, um, like aerosol furniture polish. Yeah. We call it Mr. Sheen down here. I don't know if that brand carries over to the U S but it's just, yeah, I just get it from the supermarket. It's super cheap and it's basically a wax. It has like a, a waxy sort of residue that yeah. gets left on the furniture. It's great and it's cheap. Yeah, it was interesting. And, there was a debate that I started reading about um, whether or not to use mill wax. Oh, and right. I guess mill wax has silicone in it. Hmm. And therefore, if, once you put silicone on a table, good luck getting silicone off the table. <laughs> right. Okay. And, so it's, and so it's not doing what wax does, which is fills in the valleys and makes a flat surface. It's just acting as a lubricant. Okay. So it's not filling in any of the, the micro impressions on the table. It's just making them really, really slick uh, okay. for the ball. So, and, and somebody was saying that it's not the greatest stuff for uh, mylar either. Cause if you get any underneath the mylar, you'll start peeling up the mylar. Oh yeah. Okay. That's not yeah. good. So anyway, that's what's going to happen with that. There is news on my firepower, Jared. Oh, what have you been doing to that thing? Did I mention last time that I completely depopulated the underside? No, you, I did see it on Twitter though. Um, 
that you slid off the whole um, harness. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I took easy, I, right? Right. I, I took the playfield to Lee. The one guy, Tim Moyer, uh, had basically told me, "Hey, you know what? Save yourself the headache of uh, with clear coating." just depopulate the bottom. He saw the fear in my eyes. He said, don't worry about it. It comes off all the, the, the wires all have a memory to them. Just slide everything over to a piece of cardboard. Oh, okay. Sure. No problem. <laughs> um, and so, so I went about unscrewing everything and then went about pulling the 142 staples that held in all of the, uh, Ground cable, which was very difficult because it's all flush with the wood. So I took a little tiny brad and was having to nail, you know, pound underneath to kind of pry up the staple and then grab my pliers <laughs> and pull them out. Yeah, that was a real treat. Um, Next time, get staple removers and just go and just go. No, on. I tried. I tried that. I couldn't get a grip. A, because there's so much cabling around, you couldn't get a grip. To get oh, yeah. in there, um, and then B, like I said, it was flush with the wood. You, there was no gouging into the wood to get it. Um, and okay. some of these, there were so close to wires, uh, other wires that you just you wouldn't have dared risk it anyway. Um, but so I, I then, when I went to pick up the whole wire harness and transfer it over to the cardboard, and in my mind I was like, you know what? I'll just do a clean slide over, and then I'll screw the main harness into the cardboard, and then it'll, everything will be peach keen, right? I went to go do the first slide and the whole thing just basically felt like spaghetti in your hands. Just went, <laughs> <laughs> I just went, Oh no, what did I do? <laughs> this seems like a terrible, terrible mistake. So did you sort of go, I'm doing this for the people who aren't watching the podcast at the moment. So you had like, this is your cardboard. This is your play field. You went like that. And then just went and slid it over. somewhat like that. Yes. Um, I yeah. still had a couple of pieces. Sort of like, sort of like <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of pieces that didn't want to go, and then you kind of realize that oh, I still have a staple here, and then you pound that out, and then oh, and then you're kind of and then you start to move, and something hooks on something else, and it kind of folds under on itself. So it's it's living on a piece of cardboard now. Um, I'm not yeah. worried about it. I'm not concerning myself with it. Um, <laughs> it's basically like a transplant victim, isn't it? Like it's it's yes. like the the organs are in a in a in a ice filled bucket. And yeah, they're just waiting to be transplanted back onto the play field again. <laughs> but uh, so I, I did that. Um, I wound up repainting the bottom of the uh, playfield. Uh, it's okay. now a nice bright gray. I, I went to Lowe's and was like, "Where's your cast-off paint?" And they had a little container of cast-off paint for a buck twenty-five that happened to be gray. And I went, like, "I don't care if it's the same gray or not. This is what we're using." That looks about right. <laughs> that looks about right. <laughs> um, I pulled off, literally pulled off everything. Pulled off the little T screws and. Uh, I just got a roller and rent, 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 rent. did that. It's all peachy. And jump's done. Now jump's you just done need to get that. that same roller and just do it to the top of the play field. <laughs> top of the play field with a roller? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just trolling. <laughs> and then uh, and then just uh, yesterday, I went and purchased spray gun and mask and goggles. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and clear this thing this week. That's my goal. This week, it's going to happen. This week. It's happening. I'm going to try and make it happen this week. So I went and went on the pin side, resurrected my thread from three and a half years ago, <laughs> which was funny because wow. pin side doesn't let you do that. They basically go, this is a terribly old thread. Do you really want to do this? <laughs> and oh, really? in order to, yeah. And so in order to do it, I like had to authorize myself or something like that. I don't know. It was weird, but uh, it's, it's. It is done. It is it, that, the, so that thread the concept of archive threads, I guess, which is kind of good. We probably would be good to have that on Pimple Arcade fans in some respect. Yeah. Because then we wouldn't have to go back. You know, I remember in my early days of being an enthusiastic mod, I <laughs> used to go, go back through and like close off threads and, you know, maintain them and do all that sort of thing. Yeah. It just, it's just too onerous to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, having it an active and then having to physically make you think, yes, I do actually want to comment on this thread because it will add value. That's a good thing. It is because they were like, "You sure you don't want to just start a new thread?" <laughs> yeah, but I kind yeah. of was like, "Nah, you know what? I've got all the other information, and this is kind of rather than start a new thread and go." So I started this three and a half years ago, and you know, 
go look it up if you want to see the pictures from then. I was like, nah, screw it. I'm just going to, I'd like it all in one thread. And there you go. Yeah. So that's, that's, that is oh, that's my good. plan though. That, uh, to, I'm, I need to find out what PSI, uh, this clear coat sprays at. And mm -hmm. I need to do a test to make sure that my air compressor doesn't uh, kick in mid spray. <laughs> Because yeah. the recommended the recommended is to have a thirty gallon air compressor tank. Yeah, right. I have right. an eight gallon air compressor tank, which I think is going to be just enough to do one complete coating on the table without the without the air compressor kicking exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. we'll see. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. That'll be another adventure on the pin side to find out um, what what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, follow follow me on Twitter at Shut Your Traps. And I've been posting photos of what I've been doing, so you'd be able to. Everybody would be able to see that. I've been uh, having them uh, have the blockade account at blockade. Has also been retweeting for those of you that don't want to follow me, want to want to follow blockade. Um, hey, I understand. Yeah. Let's shift over to Farsight a little bit here, mm, and okay. talk about the newsletter just came out today. Mm. And within the newsletter. It mentions that yes, Paragon is going to be the next table, but specifically says we are proud to announce that we'll be kicking off season seven next month with the fan selected Paragon. Now, yes, the newsletter has come out here at the 29th of April. So I'm curious yep. to know does that for sure guarantee that we're seeing Paragon at the end of May? Or is it one of those things that we may not see Paragon until June? I don't know. Um, oh, I'm pretty confident that it will be May because you have a look under directly under the flyer. It says coming May 2017 under the flyer of Belly Paragon. It's in small font. Just ah, underneath yes, there. I did so, not see that originally. Yeah, so they do. I reckon it will be May, uh, which would sort of keep in line with what they promised um, with the month of bug fixes for April. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty confident that we'll see it in May. They also uh, have listed that Ghostbusters will be coming soon for uh, Stern Pinball Arcade. They posted a couple of pictures, and I'm trying to figure out, does that look like the Pro model or the Premium model? That's LE. That LA. is the LE. Premium, LA. premium or LE. It'll be premium, probably, because it's, okay. um, it's got the subterranean ramp, um, and okay. it's got the crossover ramp, which isn't on the Pro, because I know I've been playing it. Okay. So that's definitely the... Um, the uh, premium. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So that'll Which be coming. I was going to say, for the record, that is what uh, Stern Pinball are going to be doing. There won't be any pro models in the game. It's It'll all, always be premium. It will always be premium. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, currently, there is a head to head beta going on. Um, if you want to be a part of that beta, there are ways that you can ask and get in on it, but I will say this. Pretty much every... It's been every Wednesday uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific so far that they've been uh, testing this, but it kind of shifts. Sometimes it's on Tuesday. Anyway, what people are doing, uh, there is a website uh, set up for discussing uh, live on a headset. Everybody gets on a headset and then plays the beta of head-to-head. -head. And that way, uh, and Farsight's on there with us. So that okay. way, if there's any bugs that are happening with there, or any problems, you can immediately voice it. And uh, the the one guy, Steve, was the um, one that's been dealing with it. He would sometimes bust open the code right then and there and start making changes, um, whether because he was trying something out or go, oh, I know why that's happening, and then you know tweaking it that way. So... The the important thing is though to have players there. So if you've been invited to the beta, please do everything you can to uh, to be a part of it. If you want to be a part of the beta, um, like I said, there's there's ways and there's people that you can ask, <laughs> and uh, then you can be a part of the beta and help out on Steam getting the head to head uh, shaped up and going in the right direction because they've been doing a lot of work on that. So Maybe, for those yeah. people who want in but don't know how, should they contact you? Are well, you there is, if you go to the TPA fans uh, website, the right there in the splash page with articles, there is a mention of it. And if you follow enough links in there, you will find the code. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Oh, so there's actually a code you got to enter. Yes, there is um, a beta code that you will have to enter. Um, but okay. those are the people. Those are the people that are responsible for handing out the beta. Um, I made okay. the mistake of tweeting out the beta code because uh, I wanted a whole bunch of players. And uh, about ten minutes later, I got a message from Farsight going, "Can you please delete that tweet?" <laughs> so right. Um, okay. <laughs> so they want people to test the beta, just not the whole internet. Exactly, not the whole internet. Um, does the does the code is the code that sort of thing that gives you more entitlements that you would normally have if you just went for a Steam no, beta? Only good for the head to head. However, uh, what it does is it opens up the all of TPA that has that has this, and this is where I've been able to play the new uh, tuning that's gone into Mature okay. and and stuff, which isn't in the regular game yet. They have not implemented that into the regular game yet. So, right. so this isn't implemented into the regular beta Steam channel. So this is like a third correct. Steam channel, right? Okay. Correct. But that's that's the thing that's been going on. But uh, within the newsletter, though, they also brought up a whole bunch of other. Uh, listings for bug fixes, the basically what they've been doing this past month. We're talking about yeah. uh, like right off the bat, 17 new challenges for seasons two through six. Um, added the reset high score button to the local high score screen. So I mean, it's it's all manner of different uh, fixes. Uh, That's been mobile for a while. Um, the reset high scores thing, um, and it's dangerous because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can accidentally hit it, and yeah. Zero out your height scores for that yeah. table. But it's good if Fix you want to start. play random button loading tables that don't exist. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, replace several generic sounds used on older tables. Uh, we mentioned that a lot of the season one and two tables are the, are getting the majority of these fixes thrown in. Now, on that point, the several generic sounds used on older table that is specifically relating to the farting saucer. Ah. Um, so. So the fighting saucer is gone. Uh, finally, after six seasons or so, it is gone and banished and will never make its way back into the, the game again. Um, um, I'd love to hear the, the replacement. Yeah. Then in the and just after the general bug fixes, there's 12 tables listed that they've done specific fixes uh, to. And that's fixes on Al's Garage Band, Bone Busters, Cactus Canyon, Cactus Jack, Circus Voltaire, Genie, Haunted House, Slice Camera Action, Medieval Madness, No Fear, Swords of Fury, and Twilight Zone. Yeah, there's a fair few tables that they've gone through, particularly at that Circus Voltaire we've talked about at length. Yes. Um, and definitely um, um, Creature as well. Um, and there's more. There's going to be more. What's that? Yeah. No, this creature's not even listed on this one. So that's why I say there is. there is... More tables that they're working on than what got posted in the in the newsletter. There is actually a click here for more information. So I'm actually clicking here for more information, <laughs> <laughs> which which takes you from uh, looks like a um, a flat file that you can read through. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more detail um, about the bug fixes in there. So if you want, you can click the link. I might actually add it into the show notes um, so we can click it. And you can see it. Well, yeah, it, it actually does have Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's probably the largest of all of the bug fixes. Ah. Um, bug fix summaries here. It's huge, um, including links to the new tuning um, videos and stuff like that. So um, Genie is another one that's got a heap of fixes um, as well. Um, one of those Rob and I worked on directly about the flipper strength and retuning that sort of back and forward. So that was a good one to get right because it, it's a lot. I think it's a lot more realistic now. Um, lights, camera, action. Jeez, like the DX11 lighting issues in that were from the bug list, pretty big. Yeah. So <laughs> they really nailed that. Um, and yeah, Twilight Zone is going to be interesting now. It's got tuning and cameras and collisions being fixed. So <laughs> while those three points are actually seem pretty minor, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a massive change to the, how that game plays. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, heaps of fixes. So you go and check out the link um, in the show notes, and I'll put it in there so you can read it all. Or just look at the email that you got if you uh, signed up for the newsletter. And if you haven't signed up for the yeah. newsletter, then yeah. go go correct that. Go on to Farsight's website. Go to, it's actually not Farsight's website. It's uh, pinballarcade.com. Uh, yeah. Go there and click on the little uh, tab for newsletter, enter in your email, and then once a month you'll get the newsletter. 
They don't harass yeah. you, so it's not like you have to worry about them constantly barraging you with emotional <laughs> stuff. It's newsletter exactly. only. Yeah, they're really good about that. Yeah. 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 Um, beyond that, pinball wise, not much going on, is there? No, not a not a great deal going on. It's been quiet from Zen, nothing from them. Um, we still I've still left the um the um ask homework um AMA thread open for now, but it's probably gonna be closed off um shortly after I post the podcast this week. Um there's not I'll say that I was expecting more questions than we've got uh, in there at the moment. So there's not a huge amount of action on there. Um, so I I wonder if that could mean two things. Everyone kind of knows what's going on or the interest level for it has actually dropped off a little bit now. Um, or the other thing is that they may actually be getting all the answers to their questions in through other means. Like maybe, maybe the steam forum is actually more active than I can see because I don't, I don't have a steam account. So yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, for whatever reason, we will still send the questions over to Zolt and do a quick, um, follow up with him, uh, on the questions. Um, but if you haven't yet done the survey or you've got some burning questions, go ahead and complete it. Uh, links are in the show notes. And uh, we also wanted to just mention once again, May 20th, which is a, uh, a Saturday in the Northern Hemisphere and a Sunday in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, that is the date that we're going to be recording our 100th podcast episode. And we would really love people to uh, join us live while we record it and uh, participate in the comment section while we're recording. Um, we're... We've talked to a few people already that uh, are going to be joining us live for that event. And we're hoping to have some other surprises to go along with it. That's when we'll be doing the uh, answers that we get from Zolt regarding the uh, AMA homework questions. Yeah. And uh, I believe we're, we're working on having Farsight. Uh, might wind up being a pre-taped segment, but I'm not quite yeah. sure. Um, but like I said, we're trying to uh, gather the forces and have it be a, a really awesome show. It'd be great for people to be able to uh, listen live while mm. we actually do that recording. Yeah, for sure. So mark it on your calendar, folks. May 20th. Um, I think I think that is it for me. Yeah, that's for, it for me too, I think. All right. So make sure you tune in next week, and I'll hopefully have positive stories about clear coding. Hopefully <laughs> and not, positive. And not horror stories. <laughs> Otherwise, it's gonna, there's going to be a picture of the bad clear coding and uh, the jumble of cables right next to each other with me crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my... my other things to uh, talk about. You need to visit our website, which is blockadepinball.com. You need to drop us an email, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. You need to follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Morgs. You need to follow myself at Shut Your Traps on Twitter. You most definitely need to follow the show at Blockade. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to say sayonara. Hey, go play some pinball. You know I am now. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for real. For I think real. I'd need to. I think it'd be only right if I actually had to go and buy a machine now. It, it, so would, be, it actually, would be right. Yeah, unfortunately, as we've been talking offline, you know, a, even a junk, horrible machine down here is like one and a half grand. Uh, it'll flip, terrible. but it's just terrible. So, yeah, you know, I, I was looking at, uh, I just randomly typed in how to get good deals on pinball or whatever. And basically, everybody's uh, response was the same. Um, you save Craigslist for last. Yes. <laughs> or no, excuse me. You save eBay for last. Uh yes. list for second to last. Um and you basically try and find local people. That's how you're going to get good prices. Um, yeah. actually the dead dead last, really dead last is going to a retailer because they just jack up the price to high heaven. Yeah, um, they gouge you. But this one, um the the one thousand five hundred dollars um price tag for was through a local seller here. Um but I don't. I don't know. I really having a look on eBay and all the other places you can find it. We have a thing called Gumtree over here, which is is like Craigslist, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, just uh, it makes you sad as yeah. a potential pinball owner, just looking at the prices for these tables. And the thing is that most of them now are done up and they're all restored, and that's why they're really huge in price. Yeah, like even 
there's some old wedgehead EMs that are going for one and a half. Um, so <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Like you got to try and basically steal them from somebody's house, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why you, that's the only way you can get one for a decent price here. When Nick was over, I was asking him uh, about a roller games and how much that was going for. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, you know, he had one that was like sparkly brand new and was probably going to be about 22 for that one. Oh, yeah. um, and then he goes, <laughs> he, I forget how I mentioned, but I said that I was a Lawler fan and he goes, Oh, you like Ripley's? I go, I love Ripley's. He goes, I've got a home use only Ripley's that's sitting in some old lady's house. <laughs> oh. Not getting any use. <laughs> For for thirty two hundred, you were going. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like it what sounds. It sounds tremendous. Too bad I can't act, but that sounds tremendous. The home use only sitting in some old lady's house. He goes. And he goes. He goes. I don't understand these people that buy pinball and then don't play them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, that, <laughs> gee, you must have. You must be going. Hey! <laughs> you heard that going, what do I have to sell to get, what can I sell to get the money together for that? Also, both of these pins, so I can get that pin. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, because I am finding myself, I've been playing Able Deluxe virtually daily. Um, I'm, I kind of have a routine. I just go into the garage, I pump in 10 credits, and then I play two games at a time so that I can compare scores between, you know, between the okay. two. And when the 10 credits are up, I turn the machine off and I go back inside the house. <laughs> and That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's some days where I get done with the 10 credits and I go, oh, just one more game. And, you know, 10 games later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because then you start That's going, right. then you start going, well, I just need to pass a million. That's what I need to do. I just need to pass a million. I need a good game, you know. <laughs> Oh man, I had that sort of similar thing when I went back to Netherworld the other day. I thought I want, I actually got, I'll just reach over to my table. And for those people who aren't on the podcast at the moment, which is everybody, um, <laughs> I will show you the little um, dude that I got. Um, um, it's a bit dark, but. Okay, I can kind of see it. Yeah, it's basically um, the robot from um, Twilight Zone. Okay, Robbie um, the Robot. Yeah, well, that dude, the, the dude who um, shoots the um, um, match at the end, basically. Yeah. Um, so I got that for getting $250 million on the game after I fixed it last week. Um, and Ghostbusters has a Slimer pin that looks exactly Ooh. like that. And it looks really good, but you got to get $250 million on Ghostbusters Pro. And I did that in the first week. I actually got $450 million in the first tournament. Um, week for the very first time ever I played the game and I thought well that's really good I'll, I'll have to go and see that see if I can do it again so I can get a pin for it do you think I've been able to do it? Nope. No. Nah. I'm flat out getting 20 million on the bloody thing so it's just been driving me insane so I went there for a beer and lunch with a couple of guys I knew and um, pumped a good 10 credits into the machine. I felt like that and uh, it was so frustrating. It's I can totally get the just one more game. I'll, 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 I've got this. Hold my beer. I've got this this time. Well, and I was able but to nah. set, uh, uh, you know, as the operator of the pin, I can set what the replay values are and and all that jazz. So I set the replay value at uh, 1.5 million, and then a second mm -hmm. replay at 2.5 million, and then my high score to date. Uh, which had gotten erased, but I just typed it in as uh, 2.3 million. And I really want to get that high score to date again. And the other day, I missed it by 300 points. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was so bummed. I was like, oh, I was man. right there, right there. Oh. Uh, so. This is the beauty, though, of, it, of that era of pinball machine for replay value, though, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. oh, they're so simple. They they just there's something about them. They draw you in for that just one more game because yeah because of their simplicity and because of what you know you need to do on the game, it, it's a it's a mind battle because you go I know that if I do this this and this I'll be able to get that score 
Yeah. But if for whatever reason, it's just, you're just not able to do it. It drives you insane and you have to have another game. Yep. Yeah. It's great. That's how we like it. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, boy, that was a bonus segment. All right, folks, we're going to leave now. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com. The West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening, place in ball. And then there's the little issue of my son, who has discovered how to All post. Right. He has discovered how to post to YouTube, and he has been making uh, videos with uh, some of his toys and hey, buddy, what's what's your channel called? What do they look up? Mason Just look up Mason Freebus on YouTube. Yes, yeah, the same last name as me. How go figure? And uh, <laughs> and you'll see a bunch of his videos. And uh, I'll warn you, they can cause nausea because they're shaky cam. Oh, yeah, and he also wants you to join his Clash Royale clan, anybody that's playing. He is, uh, the Hungry Sharks is the name of his clan. Hungry Sharks. And that's, a, and that's with a Z, not with an S. Um, so he's trying to build up his clan. I was in his clan, and then I left his clan because Because I had Clash to... Royale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right that, that gets him out of my hair for right now because he's like been bugging me the entire podcast holding up messages saying please please announce this so there you go um be kind to an 11 year old won't you folks yeah <laughs> um, <laughs>